the Weekly Warp Pipe. What's up, guys? Russ Lyman here, and welcome back to the Weekly Warp Pipe, a podcast dedicated to retro video games, 80s and 90s toys, and all things nostalgia. This week, we're diving back and taking a look at controllers, starting with the Intellivision and ColecoVisions, the granddaddies of video game consoles, all the way up into the modern area. We're going to discuss our favorites and what we like and don't like about these controllers. So hopefully some make your list. It's going to be a fun episode, guys. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? I'm NES Addict. I'm Jay. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Warp Pipe. Yes, we're back again. This is uh, episode, I think, 14, Jay. I think we've done 14 episodes. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. <laughs> we haven't missed a week, so appreciate everyone uh, coming back and listening. And if you haven't heard past episodes, they're all up on there for your listening pleasure. I had somebody reach out to me on uh, Instagram today and said they had been listening to it and really enjoying it. So awesome. awesome. Yeah. When I was at too many games, uh, you know, someone stopped me and they're like, dude, love the podcast. So glad people are enjoying it. And, uh, you know, it's not always video games. You know, we try to tackle some other stuff. We did candy last week and, you know, clothes and stuff like that. Anything retro, anything you could jump into the warp pipe and go back and have some nostalgia about. That's right. Let me ask you, Jay, how was southeast game exchange this past weekend it was a whirlwind man but i mean it always is right that's how all cons are um had a great time seeing a lot of good friends uh retro rick came through um actually got to hang out with caleb from phoenix resale a good bit and got get to know him a little bit better he's a really super awesome guy nice um riff was like the ghost i never saw him he was so busy doing all this stuff i never saw him but uh NES Complex was here. I mean, like, and then, you know, um, my buddy Andy from Pac-Man Case lives here now. So he kind of got to help share some of the uh, hometown duties that are usually bestowed oh, nice. upon me. Yeah, yeah. So helping that, out, setting up and all that. Yeah, so that was nice. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a good time, man. They had lots of great games. I uh, I got some video out of it that I got to edit. And, and yeah, but uh, got some nice stuff for the old Awesome NES collection. Excellent. Yeah, I was wondering if you took any uh, footage, if you had time to film or not. I did. I did. And I'm going to get it all edited up, hopefully this weekend. Nice. And you can find that on the NES Attic channel. That's right. <laughs> I didn't get to go, so I just uh, lived it through you guys and the uh, group chat we had of uh, people buying stuff. Rick really bought a Toys R Us Jeffrey statue. I was there. He did it. He did it. The man is crazy. What can I say? Now you have to ship that to him, right? Uh, no, I, he worked it out where he can ship it to himself somehow. I don't exactly know what he Jeez. figured out, but at one point he was trying to tempt me to drive it to him for $500. <laughs> <laughs> Just have it sticking out the sunroof. That's right. Nice. Yeah. I didn't do too much uh, this week other than, um, film a few videos and this saturday which you'll be hearing the podcast now i'm in new york for a convention it's like um it's a block party slash convention so they close down a street they're gonna have a bunch of vendors outside in like food trucks and they had a bunch of themed cars coming out so the person putting it together insisted that i show up with the mario kart car so me and david apuzo are gonna be hanging out there it's about a three-hour drive from connecticut it's from like 10 till 
five or so. And then I have to drive back because I got work at five in the morning on Sunday. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say a three hour drive doesn't seem that bad, but if you have to go back the same day, it might be kind of rough. Right. And then, you know, that's what the GPS says. And then you hit traffic and God knows what else. So it ends up being a four hour drive or something. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Not good. Not good. We'll see. All right. We'll get into this week's topic. We're going to be talking about video game controllers. Yeah. I thought controllers would be a kind of a rad conversation because I mean, it's pretty subjective. Everybody has different favorites. So right. Probably, probably depending on maybe what you grew up with the, uh, the most or feels nostalgia, who knows we're going to exactly. dive back. I figured we start off pretty early on with, um, the Intellivision. You could say Intellivision and ColecoVision because the controllers are very similar. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's almost like a TV remote. If you've never seen one before, it's like a rectangle shape with like a knob on it and a bunch of buttons, like yeah. numbers, like one through nine. Kind of, kind of a wild controller. I, I don't really have much experience with that one. Right. I, I haven't played much of that growing up either. Um, just experience from when I worked at a video game store and we would take them in as trade-in. Um, the games would come with a overlay that would go over the controller. So the corresponding buttons would then show you what they do in the game. It might be like jump is number eight or what have you fire is number six, but the overlay would show you, which was kind of cool. So it personalizes it to each game. It does, but I can only imagine that being somewhat problematic. Like, let's say you play this one game all the time and like, let's say six was jump. Then all of a sudden you're playing this other game and like five is jump or some different number. <laughs> you might actually do the wrong maneuver, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, I didn't use those too much. But the, the first controller I probably touched was the Atari 2600 controller. Your that, basic joystick and a button. That's it, man. That's the same one I, I did as well. Playing yep, Pac-Man and all those classic games, Asteroids. Yeah, uh, what's the Space Invaders? And I, I definitely remember playing E.T. Oh, right, right. Because I fell in the hole and was instantly like, this game sucks. As a <laughs> five-year-old, I realized that. You're like, moving on. i going to play something better. I played a lot um, Moon Patrol. It was like, you're, you're like the in space with the car and you got to jump over craters and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot about moon patrol, but I tell you, my mind was blown when I realized that the Sega Genesis controller has the same ending port as the Atari controller. So I could play Atari with my Sega Genesis controller. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of a game changer, right? I'm like, I could use a D pad to control Pac-Man or any, it's like way easier than this joystick. This archaic joystick, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's certainly classic. There's emojis of it. And when you think retro video games, a lot of people think of that like uh, Atari controller right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the button is is kind of helpful in knowing which way is up because it's not super clear at first. Right. Yeah. So the button is in the bottom uh, right side of the controller. Or is it left? No, is it right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's because it's more towards a okay. Ready. I don't know. Fun. Honestly, it's been so long since I played it. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's I don't the... have one handy I can grab and figure out. I have one around the corner, but uh, I I don't think it's that important to look. So. <laughs> I will say with Atari too, they also had the paddles, the little 
twisty top and a button on the side so you can play pong war arkanoid stuff like that yeah yeah i just sold some of those on whatnot last week oh yeah nice yeah for like a, for like a buck <laughs> <laughs> cost more for the shipping oh no but those are classic ones uh what, what else you got what are you thinking I mean, after Atari 2600, like, I mean, the next, the next thing I remember is obviously my fave, the old NES. Do you have anything in between those two that bridged the gap for you? No. Yeah. I pretty much went straight from Atari to a, um, NES. I never had, I never got into Atari, um, uh, 5,200 or 7,800. I just had yeah. the 2600 and I never had like an amp tracks. Is that how you say amp tracks? Is that one yeah. of them? Yeah, there's, I know there's a Vectrex. There's a Vectrex as well. That that had a tiny little joystick in it. It was almost like a television, right? Like a television, yes. I thought you said an in-television. No, no, sorry. <laughs> like like a television. Yeah, right, it was almost... Television. It came with its own monitor, and the joystick was like mounted into the monitor, and you could pop it out, and it had a cord, and then it had a tiny little joystick on it. Yeah kind of wired in like a like a almost like a famicom controller right right that's one we could talk about because it's like the nes controller but the interesting thing about the famicom controller for those of you that don't know is it was wired to the back of the system right why do they chose the the back and not the front because <laughs> then you're, it, you're losing distance because it has to wrap around the front to come to you that's a great question i have no clue and, and it comes with pretty small cords so it's it's not very conducive to you know being able to like sit back and watch the television, you right? You would have just to sit pretty close or, or bring your console closer to you, essentially. Exactly. But it did have a microphone in it, yeah. So, like, when you were playing Zelda, I know for a fact, like, it killed Pole's voice, right? Because in the manual, it states that Pole's voice hates loud noises, so you're supposed to shout into your micro into your controller, yeah. <laughs> die, Pole's voice. <laughs> But um, yeah, classic NES controller, um, D-pad, start and select, and two buttons ready to go. Yeah, they were. I feel like those controllers were a little bit more rounded than the NES. They had a little bit more of a, a rounded curve. Edge. What's that? Which ones? The uh, Famicom version. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I said I never um, got to play one much, so I wouldn't uh, wouldn't know that. But what was rounded was a dog bone controller. That's right. Yeah. They, the dog bone, I think, uh, when the NES released the top loader, they took a little inspiration from the super Nintendo. Right. And they ended up rounding those, those edges. So it's not as harsh on your hands and it's in the shape of look kind of looks like a dog bone. Hence the nickname, which is your, which is your, uh, what's your preference Russ? Are you a classic square or do you like the dog bone better? Yeah. I mean, I, I've got a dog bone controller and I can't say I used it that much it's just i feel like it's too it's almost too small i completely agree with you i never use the dog bone i know a lot of people prefer that one um but those people aren't me <laughs> i think you say and those people are wrong and those people are wrong <laughs> yeah no i i find that the edges of the nes controller my fingers just kind of sit like that on them okay and how you're how you're yeah playing it because of the yeah squareness I, I, there i find it equally as comfortable or if not more so I will say growing up, I did use a lot the NES Max controller. Oh, yeah. I never used the Max and I never used the Advantage growing up. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, this comes with Turbo and it had this weird 
uh, circular thing you would put your thumb into instead of a D-pad, and it would kind of like move around. Like a cyclone that. motion. Yeah, and it was smaller uh, width-wise, too. Um, but I don't know, maybe I just thought it was cool because it had the turbo and everything. And didn't it kind of like come down the sides, almost have like more right, of a, right. It's like, like goes a, straight across and then diagonal, almost like a handle on the side. Right. Did you know that on that controller there's an outer rim that you can also push like a D-pad? Oh no, I didn't know that. So you didn't have to use just the cyclone. Just there was a like, circle. There was like a ring on the outside that you could use like a D-pad. I have seen people mod them and put like an analog joystick in that instead. That's pretty cool. And then you can use it like a modern controller, kind of. Yeah, that's actually genius. But yeah, that, and then I, I haven't used the um, Advantage uh, controller, like the arcade stick, basically, that much. Yeah, I um, I don't know what the real advantage is of the Advantage, to be honest with you, other than making you feel like you're at the arcade. Right, I think that was the appeal, where it's like, okay, you can bring home the arcade to you by using this, I mean... I, I, you know, if you're at the arcade, I'm moving the stick very hard. It's going to move. And this thing's doesn't weigh that much. I don't, right. it didn't even come with suction cups to like stick to the table. Right. Right. I guess the advantage would be that it does have turbo and stuff like that. And you could tweak the turbo. Like it had how much turbo you wanted it like a. And I think, it had, I think it had slow too. So you could like slow down parts of the game. Like let's say you're playing Contra. You want to like dodge stuff a little faster. Kind of see it coming. What's the so the slow was it would pause the game on and off repeatedly. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what slow was. So that worked out. Um, master system controller. You spent much time with that, Jay? Uh, I had a master system a few years back. It's like a second rate NES controller. Right. I think I'm trying to remember my history from Norm, the gaming historian. It, but one thing that's interesting about the master system is the D pad is like solid it, it's not like a cross it's right like, i feel like that i think the master system was the first to implement the d-pad and then the nes controller kind of perfected it to what it is now well i would say that the famicom came out in 83 okay which in my opinion was probably earlier than the master system that i don't know so i think <laughs> i think that i think nes still wins if you consider the japanese version okay yeah wins by default there we the go the more you know the more you know <laughs> watch someone light me up in the comments and like you're wrong that's not how it went down actually <laughs> actually the master system came out in 82 <laughs> um yeah i i didn't grow up with a master system so i never spent any time with that controller sega genesis i did yes the uh the three button big boy nice and then, uh, I guess next is moving on to the 16-bit era. Right, right. Well, we would take a Genesis or a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which, I think, which I think came one of the greatest controllers of all time. I'll let you decide which one you think that might be. That's probably the uh, <laughs> Super Nintendo. It absolutely is. Yeah, that, the Super Nintendo controller was revolutionary in so many ways. They added all the extra buttons. You had the nice curve on it. Um, it felt good in the hands. Yeah, I think the shoulder buttons were clutch. Absolutely, yeah. Especially if you're playing, uh, you know, fighting games, you just needed that more buttons for it. Super Mario World. 
Man, I didn't do too much in that other than you can move the screen. Screen left, right? <laughs> exactly. But I, I kind of attribute the shoulder buttons to what you use now on like uh, Xbox One and stuff, the little shoulder buttons. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah, was the trigger buttons. That was a brilliant idea. I don't know who thought of that, but they deserve someone, a raise. Someone thought of it. Yeah, because Sega didn't really imp- implement that. They had three button at launch and then eventually they did release the six button controller which you had to upgrade if you were going to play anything <laughs> yeah, combat or street fighter especially because other than that you would have to hit start to swap between kick and punch on mortal Kombat. yeah which was terrible like why why did why? they do that just buy a six button i don't know um and the other thing i liked about the super nintendo controller was just the aesthetics of it like those uh the purple and the, and the, the grays. Yep. Definitely like nineties ish colors. I'd say. I, even, I even remember thinking that the way it plugged into the super Nintendo was so futuristic. It was like elongated, a longer as, one. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> everything about that system blew my mind. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's certainly revolutionary. I remember seeing it at like Sears and service merchandise in the uh, kiosks. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. And then uh, the Genesis controller, it was a bit bigger. As a matter of fact, I, I coined a term as a like 12-year-old. If I, I went to my friend's house, Scott Aiken, shout out Scott Aiken, and played Sega Genesis at his house all weekend. Yeah. And when I came back, my Super Nintendo controller felt so tiny. So I called that Sega hand <laughs> because I got so used to holding the big old boomerang of a controller that the genesis had that's true i mean obviously i guess it, it appealed to some people with larger hands um when, when they did come out with the six button though they ended up shrinking the size it was smaller than the three button yeah they, they crammed three more buttons in there and shrunk the size however yeah exactly and what 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 uh uh what's the word i'm looking for a re- i can't even think of it <laughs> <laughs> The people engineer. What a what a what a feat of engineering. There we go. <laughs> the engineers. Then uh, moving on to uh, what, what, what I guess come maybe uh, Dreamcast. Yeah, I think Dreamcast might have been next. I say Dreamcast GameCube era. Yeah, I, I I had a little bit of of um experience with the Dreamcast controller because my buddy Brad had it. Okay, but um. Is it the one that had like the little thing that you push down in the middle? Yeah, the the UMD. Yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. Did the Saturn and stuff come out before the Dreamcast? Oh, you know what? It, I yeah, I did. I never had a Saturn, so I have yeah. no say in the Saturn. Yeah, I didn't have a Saturn either, and I, and I never had one as like a um, as like a you know a collector either. So right. So sorry for all you Saturn fans out there. Yeah, I don't really know. I do know there's a cool Knights controller, like the game Knights was like a uh, was like a round roundish controller, and I heard that's pretty pretty fun to use. Oh yeah, that one was that was a wild one. That was kind of a strange controller, um, right? So it, at least we almost, mentioned that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it was a it was very different. You know, it was um like exactly like a like a just like a circle, like you said. Right. Very interesting. So I was yeah, like, kind of weird right. to hold on to. But yeah, with the, the Dreamcast controller, um, you know, it had a unique where the memory card slid into the front of it, and certain ones actually had screens on the memory card where it would, uh, you know, play an image 
on there while while you're playing the game. And it had mini games in the uh, UMD as well too that yeah, you could play. That's the interesting thing. The UMD almost acted as a controller too, right? Like a little, it had tiger. a tiny D pad, like a yeah, like a tiger handheld. <laughs> yeah, that's so wild. Um, I thought it was very weird that they had the the cord would come out the bottom of the controller and then you would loop it around back and it had a spot to clip it in to then go to your console. That is weird. But they I guess they had to do that because the UMD went in on the top half, so they couldn't have the cord connect there too. Makes sense. They thought of it all. Yeah. So that one was pretty interesting. But um oh, yeah, we forgot we forgot GameCube. Why well, said 64. Did we talk uh, about this? No. Well, we're bouncing around. What are, we don't we're, have a list there. We're order. all over. We're all over. <laughs> so GameCube, the game we're well, we're N64. We're going in order. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The Trident. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, a wild controller. Are, do you like that controller? I don't. I don't either, yeah. dude. <laughs> I was I was playing uh, this weekend. We were at Andy's house, Pac-Man case, and we were playing um, N64. We were playing some racing game. I was absolutely got off flat because I didn't grow up with that system. And uh, I was holding the wrong thing, and they were making fun of me. Oh, you were <laughs> holding the outer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Retro Rick was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know, man. I never played this growing up. This is weird. I think, where am I supposed to hold it? Yeah. yeah. Um. But I guess, uh, I mean, it was something different. People are talking about it and it made it stand out. It did. I do yeah. like the awesome colors that they came out with. That that was something new where he could have different color controllers. They didn't have that with, um, you know, Super Nintendo or NES. That's true. All the fantastic colors. Right. So that was pretty unique. Um, I will say I bought in, I bought in, I purchased uh, newer N64 controllers that a company's made and it looks kind of more like a almost like an xbox one controller oh weird like a regular controller not a trident one <laughs> that's kind of cool yeah so that's pretty neat so if i'm going to play n64 i probably use that yeah i haven't even seen those you'll have to show those show me that one day yeah yeah for sure then what gamecube controllers yeah. possibly possibly everyone's favorite controller at least if you play Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I, I did not play Super Smash Brothers, but I mean, uh, the controller at least kind of goes back to more of a familiar style from the right. from the sixty four. Right, right. It gave you. It kind of gave you two analog sticks. You had that tiny C stick in there. Yeah. Um, and I did enjoy. Well, I don't know why they made one big giant button and then a smaller. <laughs> Smaller red yeah. button, different sizes. There. Yeah, yeah, and, and and one of them was even like a different shape, right? Well, they had two circles, and then it was like like ovals for yeah. your X and Y or whatever it was, and then your trigger, your trigger buttons. You know, Nintendo man, they're always trying something weird. <laughs> and then they took took uh, notice from the N sixty four, and they did have you know different color controllers as well for the GameCube. Yeah, I only remember the purple one, but yeah, purple, black, platinum. <laughs> Spice orange. Uh, I don't know what the white was called. Uh, maybe Arctic. Oh, they had a white one. Yeah. Yeah. Probably got dirty. Pretty imagine. Easily. Imagine. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would just put it on the shelf. <laughs> what, what's up next? Where are we at in the controller? Well, I won't mention uh, turbo graphics. We didn't bring that up. Oh yeah. We wanted the to go back graphics. a little bit. I mean, it, it had uh, what three buttons on that one, I believe. 
man, it's I similar. It, it's it's almost like an NES style controller. Yeah, but it had guess, turbo in it. But obviously. it had turbo, which was right. kind of like the cool thing about it. It kind of came built standard. In. Yeah. yeah. I never played it too much. I played it at my friend's house, but it's pretty unique. Definitely so, good to bring up. Not so much about the the controller itself, but the console only had one port. Right. You did have to get an adapter. Yeah, the turbo tab. Ah. Like, what a stupid mo- move, right? More, more add-ons. Like, I guess in their mind, all they were thinking was money. We can sell this port, but... I mean, I feel like as a consumer, you would just be like, no, nah, I'm not buying that. If it, right. if I have to like go out of my way to buy something extra. Right. I'll just buy one player names. Exactly. I will say before we uh, skip over it, I don't, I don't know if you're any fans, but I never played it growing up. The Xbox, we got original Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the original Xbox um, and I was a big fan of controller S. Right. Which I tend to think was a sneaky maneuver on xbox's part okay because enlighten me when i first saw the box i read that as controllers thinking that i was going to get two of them oh okay i didn't know it was called controller s what a stupid name (laughs) so on the box for the system it said controller s like controller hyphen s or what no there was no hyphen but my 23 year old brain just filled it in the gap and yeah i was like what i thought i was getting two controllers now i gotta go buy another one and i was like that's sneaky making you think you get two i mean at least it was better than the duke i know a lot of people like the duke but man that controller was a hoss right the duke is basically a big massive like, controller like that came out. A, th- a thick dinner plate <laughs> trying to play video games <laughs> Big old loaf of bread, big yeah. old pumpernickel loaf. Dude, it's the, exactly. It's like the wildest thing. So yeah, I never played played any Xbox growing up, but a lot of people swear by the Xbox 360 controller, where it kind of came. That's almost your standard gamer controller. Yeah, the, the Xbox 360 was very similar to the Xbox S controller S. Excuse me, and uh, I, I thought the 360 was like the pinnacle of video game controllers. I even think that the Xbox One is a downgrade from that controller, in my opinion, but it's probably just because I played 360 so much more. Right, right. Well, not to look over, PlayStation, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah. and 5. <laughs> the, those controllers didn't haven't really changed much, have they? Right. The original one, you just simple with your D-pad and your buttons and shoulder buttons, and then they added the analog sticks later which made it pretty much that that was the standard. So then when you jump the PlayStation two, it was just that controller with the analog sticks. Are the analog sticks off centered? Like the Xbox, are they side by side? No, side by side. See, I'm not a fan of that. And then, yeah, when you got the PS um, three, it was the same thing, just wireless. Yeah. Yeah. And then PS four, the same thing, but they added the, um, the middle button, like the um, touchpad. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. So, and then I haven't played the five. It's a little now. It's like I got all this technology in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what a five is like. Never played anything past like the three. Right, but pretty pretty standard controllers. That's what it's like. Did you grow up PlayStation or Xbox? Like, yeah, exactly. It definitely feels different in your hand going going from those. And then uh, we kind of skipped over the Wii. That was kind of a 
you know, iconic controller because it's like revolutionary, revolutionary with the motion controls. That's right. Cause it was a, uh, yeah, the motion controls. Uh, but one thing I thought was cool about the Wii was, you know, you flip the Wii over on its side and it's like an NES controller. Right. I thought that was odd. Like you buy new super Mario bros on the Wii and you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I just got to turn it sideways. It's like old school Mario. Exactly. And, it, and you so can familiar. actually, when you're trying to jump an old Mario, you know, NES controller, you're going like this. It actually works on the Wii when you're jerking your hands, you do just jump higher. That's amazing. <laughs> what a, that, that's revolutionary too. So that was fun. And then it did have the nunchuck. So it was kind of this tethered thing where you have your, your joystick in one hand and your Wiimote in the other. Um, and, you know, you're playing boxing or whatever, what have you with it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many boxing games, how many times I've boxed. I used to box so much that I would tear the muscles in my biceps. They would be sore. <laughs> wow. I mean, I would be throwing punches, dude. Like I was playing like 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 a Taibo or something. It was really going in. I, I, I played a lot was the uh the shooter games like Resident Evil, um, Code Veronica, not Code Veronica, Resident Evil Outbreak, um, and the House of the Dead. And it would be your um you could put the Wiimote into like a gun attachment. So you had a gun in this hand and your other with the nunchuck would be like your knife. So yeah. That that's, you, a, that's awesome. Squatting at the screen. I like so, that. So that's pretty fun. So I had a good time with that. Um, I mean, a lot of people hate the, hate the motion controls, but I had a great time playing the Wii, you know, growing up. Some people looked on the back of the games. They're like, Oh, it's got motion controls. Forget it. I'm not playing that game. <laughs> the only game I ever really played for the Wii, um, was Wii Sports, and now that my now that I have the Wii U kiosk, we have a Wii hooked up to that too. We play a lot of Mario Kart too. Gotcha. And then there was the weird and wacky and wild Wii U controller, the big old tablet. It's, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's a tablet. Did you coin the term Wii U hand? <laughs> I did not. That was that. That stopped with the Genesis. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely but, weird holding that big tablet. I would oftentimes just get a uh you know pro controller and play but then you're limited because then if you need to use stuff on the wii pad you can't yeah yep and then uh i guess switch was next yeah in nintendo's lineup basically a glorified wii you got your joy cons with still motion controls um and you could feel some feedback in there with rumbling and stuff like that and they had a lot of uh, motion-controlled games, um, or you could put them onto a grip and play yep. that way, which is pretty unique. I liked the grip. It, 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 it wasn't perfect, but it worked if you didn't want to have to hold the Joy-Cons. Right, so, like independently. So, mm -hmm. okay, now it's more like a controller I can hold. Yeah. And then uh, they came out with like the Pro Controller, which is just like a, a standard like what it's almost kind of like an xbox 360 controller right right it's very you know similar in aspect to that and like weight and, and size and everything i love um, the pro controller do you like it yeah i i have uh various versions of it you know i bought some power a pro controllers or whatever third party yeah. ones but i do have yeah. like the official pro controller and you know it feels great it's got the rumbles in yeah. there um yeah rumbling certainly was a fun technology to immerse you into the game a little bit more yeah, when did that come about? Um, I want to say PS3 had it. I know Xbox. I'm pretty sure and, Xbox uh, had it. And Xbox 360 had it. Okay. Yeah. But regular Xbox didn't? No, I don't think it okay. did. Okay. I don't remember it. I mean, I, I didn't play much Xbox, but if PS2 
I don't think the PS2 have it. I want to say it did, but I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I opened up a PS2 controller, so I can't remember uh, motors here. in there. <laughs> mm. Oh, well. We're so used to, I guess, not because we're playing so many retro games that didn't have Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Did we miss any? I'm sure we did. <laughs> <laughs> the lettuce. I mean, Virtual Boy Controller, we talk about that quickly. It's got two D-pads in it. Hey, that, was a, that was a weirdo controller, right? So I'm like, what is that? You got uh, some buttons and D-pads on both sides. Yeah. Like a that, twin stick shooter. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Just trying to go through systems, systems. Yeah, I don't know. Every, anything relevant to me. Unless, I mean, unless you count like peripherals where it's like, does, uh, is the zapper, NES zapper? A controller, or or is it a, a peripheral, and that's a different category? Yeah, I don't the, know. The, the fishing reel on Dreamcast, the maracas, yeah, the drum, <laughs> the, the bongo drums on GameCube, yeah, yeah. Super Scope Six, <laughs> we're, we're, blow, we're blowing, uh, we're blowing good good content for a different episode, Russ. That's true. That could be <laughs> a peripheral top ten. We can go through. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll have to add that one to the list. Fair enough. I mean, I think we covered most of the basics of controllers, remembering which ones we enjoyed growing up and how far (laughs) they've come. Yeah, real quick, what's your what's your favorite three? Favorite three? Yeah, (laughs) I hate to be all all Nintendo. I would say Super Nintendo, NES, um, and then after that, it's it's a toss up. Probably just uh, go Switch Pro controller. Okay. Okay, we're we're two out of three. I'm gonna say this NES, Super NES, and 360. Okay, throw the Xbox in there. Yeah, so yep. I didn't I didn't play much of any of that growing up. So yeah, sweet. I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, we did good. Nice. Yeah, if you guys uh, enjoy listening to us, we're on every week uh, Saturdays at 7 a.m. We're on Spotify, Apple um, Podcast, uh, YouTube. Pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Open you, all your devices and listen yeah. to us on each one That's at the it. same time. At the same time. Get those get those views up. <laughs> and if you want to check us out on YouTube, uh, my channel's Russ Lyman, or you can look up Bit by Bit is my second channel. And Jay, where can we find you? Uh, NES Addict on YouTube and on TikTok and Instagram and now selling on whatnot. Excellent. All the good stuff. Sweet. Well, it's been awesome, guys. As always, I'm Russ Lyman, and keep your world fun bit by bit. All right, man. You guys have a good week. Later. Later.